Welcome back, everybody, to episode 62 of the Park Lane podcast. We are back in video format. Um, for those who did tune in on Wednesday night for our FIFA stream, we're now back to see our lovely faces. Um, and uh, we're not back to talk about Spurs win, unfortunately, but how it could have been. Anyway, let's get right into it. I'm joined by my three co-hosts, as always. Harry Scarf, how are you doing, mate? Fresh from the no. game? Yeah, very good, thank you. Yeah, um, not long got in. Uh, not the win we want here. I still think that you know we're on the right path, etc. People getting carried away, but look for, looking forward to getting into it. Yeah, definitely, mate. Definitely. And uh, Callum, how you doing? Yeah, I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. <laughs> Trying to live my best life. <laughs> You're hopeless at this point, but uh, you know, as far as what Spurs does to you, right? Exactly, mate. Exactly. It's ruining me. It's ruining me week on week. <laughs> And uh, Winnie, how are you, buddy? Yeah, all good, mate. All good. We've got um, we've got a lot to discuss. Just you know, just picking out a few things. You know, Matty Cash, etc. Incompetent officials. The list, the list continues. So let's uh, let's 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 dig into it, shall we? Exactly. You know, as, as some of you know, I, I do tend to write a list now as I'm watching the game of things to talk about. But I'm going to be completely honest. At half time, I wrote so much information down that I just gave up in the second half. So. Um, We'll, uh, we'll talk forever, but there's been a lot of you in the chat since before we meant to start, so apologies to you. We had a few technical issues, so uh, we are good to go. I'll shout out to all of you now. So Jay is always, for some reason, half an hour early. Um, and if they <laughs> good evening, lads. It's a shame that we couldn't take them chances. We played really well and deserved something out of it. The team he picked was a bit of a shock, but surprisingly did really well. Uh, Barney is in, saying, evening, Luke, Harry, Winnie, and Callum. Thomas is in. Saying evening, Johnny is in. Johnny, uh, <laughs> and uh, anybody else? I'm just scrolling through some of these comments. Bear with me. Um, ah, big shout out to Winnie, who hosted our FIFA stream on Wednesday night. Jay said, "Winnie, that EAFC, uh, F- EA Sports FC 24 stream was really good and enjoyed it. Keep it up." So love that. Well to you, Winnie, um, and obviously me, but. Uh, you know. <laughs> And uh, Martin <laughs> saying, hey, lads. Hey. So, let's get into, you know, the start of it. So, start of it, we'll talk about Jay's comments that he mentioned about the lineup. So, there were quite a lot of changes in today's lineup. And, you know, before the game started, I was considering, you know, who was going to play where, you know, because we had the likes of Brian Hill, Brandon Johnson, obviously. Kulisevsky was in the team, and then Giovanni Lestelso, Bentoncourt, um, Emerson Royale. We had it was, oh, Ben Davis was in. Like, you know, when we looked at that team sheet, you could probably figure out where it was going to go, but it took me until a couple of minutes into the game, uh, Harry, to really like understand exactly where each player was playing. But, you know, Hill started on the left, Johnson on the right, Kulu kind of in midfield um along with Benton Cor and Lacelso and, and Emerson Royale at centre back like what do you what do you make of it all like you know that lineup what did you think when you saw it? I, I was surprised but I was very like happy because you know I've been on a couple of shows in the week talking about is it time to to put Kulusevsky in midfield can Gill play that number 10 role 
Um, so to see a completely changed midfield was, was like a breath of fresh air. You know, no disrespect to Dyer, but I think that that change had to be made. Emerson coming in centre back, it just made sense. And I think, to be honest with you, I just think he, he got the lineup right. And I don't think that's the reason we lost. And I like. Luke, I completely agree with your tweet before the game. It's a bold lineup from a bold manager, and I like that. We're not under Conte where he knows that Dyer didn't work against Wolves, but he'd still play him in the next game. He's not afraid to change that, and I like that. And I thought we were really, really good, really, really positive-minded today. Um, so it's such a shame you know, to come away with nothing because that lineup and, and that performance deserved more. But yeah, it's a surprise to see it. And like you said, I wanted to, you know, you only took a couple of minutes. Um, to find out, wow, in uh, what players were in which position. I was like, is Kulusevsky going to play the 10? Will Gil play the 10? Um, you know, etc. Johnson, Kulusevsky, what side will they start? So it didn't take long, but no, I was, I was happy with the lineup, and that's not the reason we lost. Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned my tweet because I really wanted to write it's a bold lineup from a bold manager, but unfortunately, I don't think Andy's bold, so I had to write bold. Um, but, <laughs> Bit fun for you. Uh, Willie, what do you think of Emerson Royale today at centre back? Um, it's an interesting choice. Like we spoke last week about the options that we potentially had to play at centre back, and nobody um, called for Emerson Royale playing centre back. But there were times I felt like he, you know, like for the Ollie Watkins goal, I felt like him and Ben Davis between them could have done better. And it's probably the fact that they're wingers that they let the goal in. But I thought, apart from that, it didn't look like we were playing. Two fullbacks at centre back today. No, um, <clears throat> Ben Davis. Um, you know, in particular, he's like I said, we've said before, he's used to playing centre back. He's played there uh, for Tottenham. He's played there for Wales, um, and that's where he plays for Wales. He doesn't just, you know, he hasn't just played there for Wales. That is his position. So, um, yeah, Emerson Royale. Look, like you say, it didn't look as though we were playing fullbacks all across the pitch. Um, but the problem was, you know, as you mentioned, for the goals, it was just it, it, it's all to do all to do with like his positional awareness. So being a fullback, you don't have to worry too much about where you are on the pitch or you know or what's around you. But you know, as centre back, you have to pay a lot more attention. Uh, and unfortunately, he, you know, with 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 a few games, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't be object to seeing him there again next week. Um, I, I say that you know, you know, through great teeth. We obviously have Man City, but. Um, I don't think he did a bad job, and you know, you know, it's like you say, a couple of lapses in concentration for the goals, and unfortunately, that's what we pick up on um, because they score from it. Otherwise, he did okay. It wasn't, a, it wasn't a bad performance. Um, but I mean, I don't know what else I would have done. I mean, dropping Dyer was 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 the correct thing to do because he had an absolute stinker. Uh, and as Harry just mentioned, it's refreshing to see a manager go, "Look, you you were crap, so I'm not going to play you there again." It's as simple as that. Whereas, like, again, like what H said, Conte was just repetitive, repetitive. You know, if it's broken, normally, if it, if it ain't broken, don't fix it. But if it is broken, fix it. Um, and, and that's what Andy's yeah. done today. But unfortunately, it's, it didn't really get the desired effect. Yeah, definitely. And there was a time really as well. Like, um, I mean, if you remember, but Pedro Porro got um, caught in trouble and then the ball got played to, I think it was Diaby at the time. And then it got played across again. And Emerson Royale came in with a slide tackle to clear the ball. And it's just little things like that, that, um, you know, he did do well. And, you know, usually he's, he's, he's all right defensive, Emerson Morale. But for me, like, I w wouldn't be the first thing I thought, like, oh, do you know what? Stick him centre-back. Like, he'll be absolutely fine. But um sounds a bit like our FIFA stream, to be honest. But um <laughs> he did all right. Better than he did striker, eh? 
I know, yeah, he, he wasn't very great up front, was he? Or maybe that was just us, I don't know. Exactly, exactly. But, um, Callum, what were your thoughts about Eric Dyer being left out today? You know, we spoke last week again and, and we discussed, you know, would it be Davis? Would it be Dyer? You know, who who did we believe? I, you know, I thought that Davis would have been the one, but it looks like um, he has a lot more faith in him than um, than does on, on Dyer. What do you make of all that? Because I thought towards the end of the game, he would have brought Eric Dyer on to go a bit more attacking. But instead, he left Emerson Royale on, which is, you know, fair enough. Um, what what do you make of all that? It's such a difficult one because I remember us speaking, was it last week and maybe the week before, and we was all saying, hopefully Phillips is there. Hopefully Phillips is there. Then he does his leg in this week. And it... When it comes down to it, Dyer was caught ball watching last time against Wolves for both goals. So something had to give. And ironically, Ben Davis got man of the match last time out. So it's it does show that there's more faith probably in Davis than Dyer, I would say, from Ange's side. But what 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 honestly could Ange do this week in all honesty? Could he really afford to throw Dorrington in? Not really. It, <laughs> It's bold choices, but they was in false choices, I think, within reason. He didn't really have that many other options. And within reason, like you said, Royale's got a decent defensive side. He can play as an inverted fullback. So he used to drop into that back three at times under Conte and then dropped in this year. So it's it's one of them where you can't look too much into it. And just gone with what resources he had at his disposal at the end of the day within the defensive parameters. Yeah, definitely. And when you look at, you know, Eric Dyer under Ange Postacogli, like Ange must really dislike Eric Dyer, right? Because he brings him in because he has to bring him in. Like he didn't play him at all in pre-season. He brings him in for what, one and a half games approximately, and then just drops him straight away for a fullback. Like it's just as you say, all choice, isn't it? Yeah, it's being brutal, and it's like you say, something's broken. You change it. It was broken last week, but Dyer, Dyer always splits opinions. He does something magical in a game that you think, oh wow, it could be the old Dyer playing against them alongside them, Bele, Wanyama, all of them, and then he does twenty things wrong, and you just think, in all honesty, how how are you still here? <laughs> And all of this, all of this stuff, it, it racks my brain. I used to have hair when Dyer first came to Spurs. Look what Dyer's done to me. <laughs> Look what Dyer has done to me. So it's, it's so difficult to say. And yeah, Emerson had an all right game today. Davis was all right. Davis was good last time. Dyer was bad. But then Dyer had a sublime game against Chelsea. It, it, mate, our, our free... All of our first choice centre backs are out, either through reckless idiocracy or bloody an unfortunate hamstring injury. So I mean, it's on the club that they've left us short. But Ange made that decision to get rid of Sanchez. So <laughs> what can we say? We say we're stuck with what we've got. Simple as that. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, Thomas has said, is it just me? But it says this was streamed 22 hours ago. Well, unless, you know, we're some kind of like AI and we've just, you know, been superimposed yeah. into it. We are I had here. That the other day. I had that the other day. Stupid. Yeah. 
don't panic. YouTube and StreamYard, are, you know, do weird things together. So, uh, <laughs> sure. start some kind of dodgy video, isn't it? Um, anyway, <laughs> so Harry, three minutes in, and we could have got off to one of the best starts I've ever seen. You know, a doggy was played in over the top, one on one with the keeper, took an unbelievable touch, and then somehow blazed it miles over the crossbar. Like, what did you make at that moment? Well, pure frustration because it would have been the perfect start. Villa have to come out and play. Uh, and again, it, it echoes again the Chelsea game in terms of you get that first goal, you get a good start, and potentially you could run away from it. We didn't do that. Um, listen, I know he's a defender, but come on. He, he scored some goals for Udinese last season. He knows what it's like one-on-one -on -one with a keeper. You know, you practice these type of things. Any player all over the pitch in training, it's the basics. You know, if, if, if me or you or anyone here missed that, you know, we'd be kicking ourselves. So for a professional footballer in Desi Adoki, who's a fantastic player, well, you know, well ahead of his age, he'd be very disappointed because he didn't just miss it. He missed it by a country mile. It was, you know, close to going over the stadium and in the back of the net. So very worrying, but yeah, could but could have been the perfect start. Would have been a nice move, but the wrong player in the wrong at the wrong time. Yeah, definitely, mate. It was uh it was a shocker to be honest. Like, you know, when he's done all of that, like the ball's come over, he's taken the touch, and you know, he's tried to just lift it over the goalkeeper, but mm -hmm. it's, unfortunately he's uh done a left back finish and uh got it horribly wrong. But um Winnie, 13 minutes into the game, uh, Son is played through and misses. He is flagged off offside in the end, but again, misses a tap-in. Like, what, what is happening with the finishing in today's game? Because it didn't... You know, it was a bit like when we played Luton. Do you when we played Luton? And mm -hmm. then we went down to 10 men and everyone was like, oh, we've missed all these chances. Like, this is going to come to bite us. Unfortunately, Villa aren't Luton and it did come to bite us in the end. But what was up with the finishing, like, early doors? Um, oh, I don't know. I think I think it was, if, if I'm honest, it was such a frantic start. Um, like there was just too much going on. Like we every, every time, you know, because obviously Villa play their high line, we seem to be in every every attack, and there was just you know chances after chance after chance. And look, we can't we we can't expect only someone like Harry Kane could put away every chance. You know, if you if you put Harry Kane in a situation one on one with a keeper or whatever, or yeah. If you give him a chance, he's putting it away probably eight, maybe nine times out of ten. I'm that confident. But, you know, other players, not everyone's like that, unfortunately. Um, it's it's just one of those situations, you know, we've relied on we've relied on Sonny so much this season. And you know what? His finishing this season has been exceptional um, in comparison to other seasons. Like, yeah. you know, the, the finish against Arsenal, how he managed to just put that little death finish into the far corner. It was a brilliant finish. And... The one thing, you know, obviously he's got his criticisms at the moment and I know a load of, you know, rival fans and, and you know, fans that aren't of Tottenham are questioning why we stick Son up front. But he, you know, his best attribute now is his finishing. It used to be other things. He used to be a great one-on-one -on -one player. Um, his speed used to be, you know, unreal. Whereas now, as he's getting older, it's his finishing and he's nice and composed. But look, we can't expect it every week. But it was a, a ridiculous start and... You know, probably 20, 30 minutes in, we could have easily have been three, four, five, six, but we wasn't. So it's just, we've just got to take it on the chin. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. It was really frustrating because, you know, we saw how um, kind of quiet Villa were early on and uh, the game could have been out of sight, as you say, like within the first 20 minutes, as I said, the game could have been done, and, you know, what a start it would have been for this this team because let's not forget you know there's was at least 
five players that wouldn't usually play in our lineup playing Easy. today, including two centre backs and an entire midfield. Um, you know, bear in mind, obviously, Benton Cole, but um, probably we'll more than that. Him. Yeah, we'll come to him um, in a minute. But um, today, Caleb, like Benton Cole and Pedro Porro were like really, really clinical in terms of their passing. Obviously, we know we'll talk about what happened to Benton Cole in a minute, but um. You know, Pedro Porro as well. Like, that's something that I feel with Pedro Porro's game has definitely improved this season. But some of those balls that were being played over the top or even little flicks around the corners, um, there was a little flick to um, to Brian Hill, I think it was, or or something like that, where they've just flicked it kind of between the legs, little Cruyff flick, or I don't know what exactly what you call it. But just there was some sensational touches and everyone kind of looked like they were flowing today. Um, what did you make of those two, especially with their passing? They offered a different dynamic to the game, which we wanted. Benton Core playing through the lines, being able to do that. Porro was getting a lot of space down what we thought we would. He he was getting a lot of space down in front of Digne and getting around him and beating him nine out of ten times today. So it was actually really good to see and it was nice to see the link up between them because it meant that we had two outlets who were trying to create. And like you said... Porro's game has definitely come on, definitely come on a lot more this season. But he's still suspect defensively. He's still suspect around behind him. That's the thing. So I, I would always say we've got to be mindful of that. And but it was so good to see Bentancourt on his first start in what nine months was it since January? So I mean, H was obviously there. So H was he magical or was he still a little bit? here and there sort of thing. He was probably, the Callum, the best player on the pitch in terms of what he offered in a creative point of view. Not the Benton core we saw of last season, etc. for that first period, but he was still very neat with his passes and was very creative. So I know we're going to get into it, but it's a real shame for him. But that is the risk of it, isn't it? You know, if someone coming back from an ACL starting them. So it was great to see Ben's gone back. And I'm just hoping that, you know, we, we will see him again because the worry is with an ACL is that, this is one of the only, if not the only injury where if you get a similar injury in that position in the weeks or months after, that it can be longer than the original time you're out, which is slightly concerning considering injury problems. But yeah, I thought it was good, Callum. Poro, any much better than him creatively or what do you think? Um, from, from Poro, don't be judgmental, but I, I don't think he was great. His set pieces were atrocious. Uh, and he was, I don't know, I, I love his passion, but I don't think it was his best performance. But Bentacle is definitely, again, in terms of creativity, looking very good. I'm not, I'm not sure about Porro, but as Luke says, his, his neat passes between him and Bentacle were, were really good. Yeah, definitely. And um, we, Harry, it kind of uh, got off to, you know, an even better start for uh, the Celso because the ball fell to him at the edge of the box and he's absolutely leathered it. Uh, you know, he's taken a small deflection, but. You know, it's a hell of a strike to keep it down from that range, the edge of the box, in the heat mm -hmm. of the moment. And uh, Spurs go one nil up, and you, you're in the ground at this point. Like, you know, I wanted to kind of take just your head off it for a minute. But how is everybody kind of feeling around you? Like, did it kind of feel like we could go on and score more in this game? It absolutely did. It was relief because we've been through a difficult month, and we we you know had chances that game where we hadn't taken and we thought oh here we go again so it was a bit of a relief and we absolutely thought we could push on and see it but in terms of the goal itself let's be absolutely here 
clear. I'm definitely not the Celsius biggest fan. I've made that very clear and I will continue to make that clear. I'd love to be proven wrong. I was absolutely delighted for him when he scored. And I did not expect it to be him. I don't want to take anything away from him and I'm not justifying, but if he doesn't take that deflection, for me, it's an easy save for Martinez. But, you know, he hits it well first time outside the box. So I don't want to take that away from him. It was impressive. But we were all delighted at the time because... You know, again, a quick start. It, you know, we hadn't taken our chances and we knew that Villa would have to come out and play from there, which should should have played into our hands. Um, so, yeah, good start. Very, very happy. And, and and a good good strike deflected, which didn't help, of course, but I don't take anything away because he caught it beautifully. Yeah, definitely. And uh, Callum, like, it's it's a brilliant goal from uh, from La Celso. You know, it, it's nice to it is nice to see you know a player like that score a goal that you know he is capable of. But then immediately Spurs conceded. Okay, after a long VAR check, it was offside. But do you know what annoys me, right, Callum, about these VAR? And I, I want to talk about this. Is that they don't have a they never have a straight camera angle. I don't know if you watched it on Sky Sports. I like I did, but they showed two angles. They showed one where he looked onside based on um, whoever, I think it must have been Emerson Royale, like his body. And then they showed the other angle, which was like on the goal side, where it showed that Ollie Watkins was offside. And that's the angle they decided to take it from. But neither of them were dead straight. One was like this, and one was like this. It, it, it was bizarre. I, I don't know how they was trying to put... At one point, one of the commentators, I'm sure, said that the defender was offside. I don't know how the hell you could put your own defender offside and all that in that bit. So that's like what you're saying, how they're measuring it from one side of the man on this side and then one side. I didn't see any bloody lines drawn whatsoever. And this is how frustrating it is. And I mean, it must be havoc for anyone in the bloody stadium with him. At least we can see what's going on on TV. In the stadium, you're probably thinking, fuck you now, what's going on here? Not this shit again and all that. And yeah, it, I don't understand how something where if you just got to draw a line straight across, if he's over the line, he's offside. If he's behind Very the simple. line, he's onside. And for four or five minutes of all of that crap, and yeah, it was given offside but you know when them checks take so long you're thinking this is going to be given this is going to be given here and all that it was it was ridiculous so it just takes all the fun out of the game again mate it was it was one of them where i was just thinking just get on with it if it was a goal just freaking give it just let us get back to it and see how we do it but yeah i get your frustration where as soon as we score they go at the other end and do it it shows how we hadn't even got it in our heads. Let's put it that way. Can I just, can I just, um, can I just interject slightly? Because um, just because we're on the subject of offsides and clear offsides and not clear offsides. Yeah. What do you guys think? You know, um, you know. First of all, Luke, what do you think about? Um, you know, obviously the Arsene Wenger offside rule. What, what, I don't what, know. What mate, I, like, I don't know because, like, if you go to a point where it's like a full human body. Away. All I'm like, saying is Richarlison's going to be top goal scorer if this is the case. If this comes <laughs> in next season, hate you're going to you're going to be right because Richarlison's right. going to be top goal scorer. Mate. You know, is it the fact that if I'm running like this, does my back, like shoulder or shirt line of my arm, keep me onside because of the movement of my body? 
yet if my back arm is slightly forward in the other running, do you get what I mean? Like coming back. Yeah, from yeah. Running, yeah. I, I like be... I like that the, it's it's clear and concise. If there yeah. is daylight, you are offside. You are offside. Yeah. If there's not daylight, you are onside. I like that idea. However, oh God, there's going to be a lot of goals. Oh yeah, but there's going to be a whole lot of um, a whole lot of um, controversy as well. Yeah, I can know. I can I just quickly jump in and say I I don't yeah. think it's a good idea to change it. I think the actual rule is okay, but like Callum says. They are overcomplicating it. Just show the clear angle. Show us in the stadium as well. Why do you need to complicate it with your, your different fonts, your different lines and your different camera angles? Make it very, very simple. And, you know, don't be also petty about it as well. It's, you know, if it's clear and obviously offside, you know, you disallow it. I don't agree with taking five, six minutes to decide whether, you know, a strand of hair or strand of hair on your arm is, is offside. I don't agree with that. If, if it's clear and obvious to the human eye, you give it. But for me, you 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 know, you're taken away from the linesman or referee who should have the majority of the power. I'm glad Villa's first goal was disallowed, but it's really petty. If you look at it, oh, I can't see how it's offside, but they've proper analysed it. You know, it's yeah. it's crazy stuff. But it I think so like that, and I don't like that for any team. Yeah. It's just not fair. The clear and obvious ones you disallow. Not in the Everton game today, not the offside, but with something else, you know, it's like, for example, with their penalty, referee gives it as a dive. It's not clear and obvious. Therefore, you stick with the on-field referee's decision. If it's clear, which it wasn't for me, then you give it. So VAR is not serving its purpose. If it doesn't serve its purpose, then it should go. Bye-bye. Maybe like the Arsene Wenger rule does make sense because as Winnie said, like at least that it is clear. Like if there's daylight, there's daylight. There's no argument about that. One, one thing that I have noticed as well, there never seems to be a camera that is directly in line with the box um, across. So if you want to draw a line, get that camera, one side and the other side, and you meet it along there. And if they're in front of it or behind it, then that's where you can get your line. And then you use your overhead. They don't have it. But to be fair, it runs down the edge of the pitch or something, you know, with a line yeah. on it and a camera that runs... Um, There's enough bloody journos with cameras down there. So, I mean, even they could bloody help out. It'd be more help. But, I mean, there was VAR was down for about 10 minutes today anyway, wasn't it? Because it yeah. missed that hill penalty right at the start. Yeah. So. I know. Forgot to turn it on, you know, turn the computers on, didn't they? But uh, <laughs> Technical problems well, just like us. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. Um, but, Winnie, there was a reason why I waited to come to you because I wanted to talk to you about Matty Cash. Um, <laughs> you're probably the most angry person to uh, <laughs> no, talk about. By the way, before we get on to that, this fucking goal, by the way, was absolutely outrageous. Did anyone see it? Incredible. Yes. I, I, from such an average player as well. That's yeah. what I've seen. That's the goal. Of, there's already goal of the season. He has no right to score that. That's tough. If that, if that comes did. from a Haaland or someone else like that, then, yeah. you know, you're like, okay, it was brilliant, but they're capable. The power he generated, though, is, is unreal. That was superb. It was absolutely insane. He looks like a mannequin as well, doesn't he? Um, <laughs> anyway, um, someone said he looks like the Bundesliga logo. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, you should have stolen that and used that for yourself then. Um, no, it's, it's fine. Anyway, let's talk about Matty Cash because Rodrigo <laughs> Benjamin was pretty much running the midfield, um, doing everything that he's a bit of a wanker, and then. You know, there was a really, really needless high tackle from, from Matty Cash. Now, you know, if nothing happens and, and Benton Core doesn't get injured, 
I probably wouldn't even really be discussing it, to be honest. I don't think it was worthy of a red card. I think it was just a dangerous tackle, but I think a mistimed tackle at best. Interesting. But with him now being injured, that put us into a real predicament, and we had to bring on Harry's best mate, Hoiberg, who stunk the place up. Did any of us talk about that? done well. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Wait, he, passed back, he passed backwards, Will. He went backwards, Will. Oh, he's really creative. <laughs> anyway, you, um, yeah, for the, villa, for the villa forwards going that way, mate, he was. <laughs> what did you make uh, of the tackle, Winnie? Because I know you were pretty animated on uh, on our WhatsApp group. Yeah, it, it, look, I, I'm, I'm, just put your hands over your, over your ears for a minute, H. <laughs> it's fucking disgraceful. That's what it is. I don't care what you say. Absolutely disgraceful. Um, you're telling me that he's gone to win the ball. No chance has he gone to win the ball. Now, what I would say, you said you did. You thought it wasn't worthy of a red card. I will tell you why it is 100% worthy of a red card. What was the problem with Romero? What did he get sent off for? Endangering an opponent. Are you telling me that Matty Cash has not, in, you know, not endangered Bentoncourt? 100% of course he has. He's endangered him, regardless of whether he caught him, you know, thankfully, thankfully, it's, um, you can come back now, H, it's okay. <laughs> uh, thankfully, what I will say is it's been reported that it is a um, an ankle injury um, and not a knee injury. So that, that that's a little bit of positivity that it's not a reoccurrence of the ACL. But look, <laughs> what I will say is it's disgusting. And and I Matty Cash, let's be honest, he has got a history of doing it. He ruined, oh, yes. you know, a long part of our season through injuring um injuring Doherty when he did it, or Doherty, however you want to pronounce his name. I still don't know. Um, but he did it to he did it then and you know, kind of derailed our season when we were we were looking really, really good with him. What's <laughs> the good say for Martinez? We'll get onto that, I'm sure. Uh, but yeah, look, Matty Cash knew exactly what he was doing. He was frustrated, he was pissed off that they had just gone behind. Uh, and, and and just lashed out into a tackle, 100% worthy of a red card. And do you know what? Yeah. I don't like to wish injuries on people, but if the same came, uh, same kind of tackle came his way and derailed his season, I'm all over it. And I'll sit there and I will, I'll be very very happy. I'm I'm very very annoyed. Um, and more mainly because it's Benton. You know, if it was anyone else, I, I would still be annoyed. But it's exactly, Benton, course, yeah. someone who who you could see was just absolutely you know, objecting the fact that he's only just come back from a massive, massive layoff. And we don't, again, we now, we don't know how long we, he could be seen on the sidelines again. Um, and if it's me, if I'm, you know, someone else on that, some other Spurs player on that pitch, I'm going straight through Matty Cash the next time. But no one did, so I was a little bit disappointed. But, you know, it is what it <laughs> is. But really, you know. it's, a straight, it's a straight red card for endangering an opponent, which is the same thing that Romero got done for. Okay, last point on this, because we are going to have to move on because we're taking up a lot of time with this game. Um, but if he hadn't injured Benjamin Core, do you honestly think your mindset would be the same? Like, would you be calling for a red card if he wasn't injured? Well, no, I wouldn't be. But I don't think I don't think that's I don't think that's like a, an issue. It's because regardless, it was still endangering an opponent. Yeah. No, 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 and that's and that's fair enough, and that's a good analysis, you know, like you, it can be not a dangerous tackle, but you can still endanger an opponent because you caused an injury, yeah. right? Like, you, are, you, are, you, are, you are spot on in the fact that if he didn't get injured, it, this wouldn't be talked about now. Yeah. But but Cash is 
um, actions had a consequence. Yeah, yeah. But then and we could look at the Jimmy's son against uh, Andre Gomez. Yeah. Uh, where he, you know, that wasn't intentional. No. And he didn't mean to break his leg, but he did. And so he got sent off for it. But yeah, and it was reckless. Yeah. And it was yeah. endangering an opponent. And that's what I want to allude to. is It was endangering Bentoncourt, regardless of who it was or what it was. He endangered him. And as a result of his tackle, he got injured. So you know what? You've changed my mind. Red cards all round. <laughs> no, yeah. There was plenty. There was plenty of red card um, opportunities in this game, mate. Yeah. Um, let's move on to the forty-five plus sixth minute, um, and Spurs just couldn't help themselves and went behind Callum to a really, really good. Goal. Let's be honest. Like the cross, the free kick uh, from Aston Villa was absolutely sensational. I think it was Douglas Weed, maybe. It was sensational. Yeah, uh, and, uh, and a brilliant header. Do you know what I read on Twitter, by the way? Someone said, oh, the header went straight to where Vicario was standing just as the ball was coming in. Well, <laughs> what do you expect him to do? Stand in, in the fucking corner of the goal and just wait for the ball to hold <laughs> his hands. Like people are mental. But oh, anyway, um, it was a real kick in the teeth at that point, Cal, wasn't it? Well, the first one, what is Vicario? Fucking scarecrows. He meant to just stand there all 90 minutes just scaring people away. So so show some demented idiots are on Twitter, but what can we say? Um, yeah, it comes back to that mentality issue, I think, as well, because we'd controlled the game for nearly 40 minutes up to that point. And to... <sighs> To go behind before half time, I thought, yeah, may, maybe we could pull it back and do that. But it was a good goal, a good delivery. We stood off the man as usual. And we let Torres score. Simple as that. And I mean, I've always liked Pal Torres. I'd have taken him when he was linked to Spurs a couple of years ago. So. It just sums it up. Another player that was linked to Spurs that we was all meant to be getting, and he bloody scores against us again. So, you know what? I was literally writing down on my notepad before he scored. I was writing down saying, "Ah, oh, I actually think we did all right not getting Paul Torres because he hadn't been like I didn't think he'd been that good in the game." And then a few moments later, he scored. So I had to cross it all out. Can we just getting... can we just say though? Because for me personally, talking about this goal. I don't think there was any defensive errors in there. I don't think we've been, you know, I, I don't think we've been particularly shit defensively. I think it was a fantastic ball in, regardless of what you look at. It was a fantastic ball in. And, you know, uh, what, what, Pau Torres must be, what, six foot, six foot four, if not yeah. maybe about yeah. that. A massive defender getting ahead onto yeah. it, into the corner. I think it was, it was a very, very good goal. You sometimes you have to sit back and go, do you know what? That was a good move, and well, not a good move, but it was a good, a very good set piece, and it was a good header. We, you know, we knew taking Dyer out, who was our, our tallest player on the pitch, was probably Bentoncourt. Uh, what you know, and then obviously he's gone, and he's he's left the pitch, and we've replaced him. Our, our tallest player after that was probably Emerson Royale, who's probably not even six foot. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Point, when, you, when you play fullbacks as centre back, that's the problem. You have a this height, is it. height issue. So I don't think there was anything more than that we could have done. I mean, obviously, I think H has probably got a different opinion. What do you think? What 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 else could we have For done? Me, then? it's really, really, really poor defending. Personally, it's. A, I'm not going to die. It's a well worked goal, but not being funny, I fancy myself to put the ball in the box that Douglas Louise did. But no, it's a good ball. It's on Ezra. It's on his. Um, he's on Pal Torres's head, and 
Yeah, he scores and then there's no one marking him. We got away with it. Do you know, Winnie, I wouldn't mind if that's the first time it happened in the game. It's one lapse of concentration, but Villa's goal, yeah. this allow was Zach and they say, not being funny, passing John McGinn into Luca Dinia. He whips the ball in the box. There's the RB3, there's Watkins free. Even them could have taken five touches and still scored. So yeah. for me, I know we're not playing with centre backs, but it is poor. I think me or you could do a better job. But no, I'm not going to take anything away from the goal because it's, it's perfect delivery. Porro's yeah. delivery, you know, we, they put our set pieces to shame and, and Porro to shame in particular. Um, so yeah, really well worked goal from Villa, but you expect that with a tall side, so we should have seen it come in personally. Well, I think I think that um, talking about that, Harry. Actually, I, I know you mentioned it twice now. Like, I think you can say the same for the defensive. I don't think I personally think there's any defensive error there. If you look at that line from the TV, because obviously we had the luxury of them watching it, see if it was offside. You can see a perfectly straight line from Spurs. Perfectly straight line, like defensive wise. I, I actually it was... thought he was offside at first look, first inspection. That's it was close. I thought, I thought, I, the first look, I thought, why are we even checking? Like, let's just get on with the bloody game. I've got well, the problem was, 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 there was literally like 18 people all in one little area, in one little line. I didn't know who eventually was the one that headed it, because they were all... Yeah, yeah, the point was, sorry, is that the same issue defensively was the same issue offensively when it came to set pieces, is that Villa are just taller than us. We don't have any tall centre-backs. that's so where... Perhaps I'm not blaming Ange because I think the the blame that Ange has got is absolutely ridiculous. But could you have brought Valise on earlier? We know he's a tall presence. That's why I talked about potentially starting him throughout last week because of his height presence. In the end, he didn't really get a chance. But what I don't get, we put the ball in the box all game without Valise. Valise comes on. The, the uh, one ball in the box from Skip, which was awful. I could have done better than that. So I don't, I don't get it. I do not get it. <laughs> um, anyway, let's quickly move on to. Uh... To the winner, um, you know, at, at this point in the second half, without Bentecourt in midfield, um, Harry it did look like, you know, they kind of Villa were getting the better of us in the terms of the the midfield park. You know, John McGinn um, and Kamara. Kamara, I still think, thought should have been sent off uh, for yeah. various tackles, um, even on the yellow card. Um, were you know did quite well, and, and the ball ended up getting played through to. Tolly Watkins, who um, who found his space and, and scored well, you know, I don't, I don't really like Ollie Watkins. To be honest. I don't know why. There's nothing. There's no reason for it. There's just certain players I don't like. I don't really like him. Um, but <laughs> if you see Harlan score that goal, I think it's talked about a little bit more. Really, really good touch and finish straight away, and uh, that kind of put the game to bed, didn't it? Yeah, it was nicely taken from Villa. Um, and the difference was in the game, one team done their basics in terms of kept on side and took their chances and one team didn't. And that was a difference in the football match. Football, football's harsh. Premier League is harsh. You know, top flight football is harsh. You know, the smallest things matter to see whether you take chances or not. We didn't. They did. They won the game. Credit to Ollie Watkins because, you know, he's been blasted in the past, even this season, for not taking all these chances. Very, very clinical. Very good first touch. I still think we could have done more defensively. He was given too much space. But credit to him. He, he's still done well. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> if, if, if Villa are, you know, find it easy to score past us, I do worry about next week against Manchester City and facing the likes of Haaland. But that's another story. we get on to that. Uh, no, too too easy. Well taken goal. Perfect, mate. And uh, Winnie, I'll come to you last. Um, just quickly, there was far too many like Cruyff flicks and little touches and little back heels yeah. going on this game, and it did it worked well at the start. You know, there was some really really nice touches. I already talked about 
one of them. But it got to a point where I really want to, that's why I want to talk to you because I know you're a big advocate for Brian Hill. And I felt like he was all right today. Like he showed glimpses. But if anybody watched our FIFA stream the other day, I bet you Winnie, he was exact. It, watching Brian Hill is like watching me play FIFA. I spin 100%. around, I turn around, I make good runs, but I do not pull the trigger. Yeah. And that was the problem today, wasn't it? Yeah, look, um, I I think there's a place for him in our squad. I really do, because I think with a bit of coaching um, from Ange himself, he can mould. He, he's such Brian Hill is such a mouldable player. Now we haven't had a good coach for a long time. Our last, the last person we had that was a good coach was Mauricio Pochettino, uh, and look what he'd done to that squad. You know, there was a load of people in there that were that were okay. You know, like Danny Rose was was okay and he molded him into this amazing fullback um like you know Deli Ali is a perfect example yeah. he was a, a someone who was very moldable and, and Pochettino turned him into this fantastic player so Brian Hill under Ange I think there's definitely a player in there but he did disappoint me today um a lot of energy um and again he's just his final his final product was pants there was a load of times when it was just a simple ball across the box, like across the six-yard box. And, he, you know, he was cutting it back too much and the defender was clearing it. But these are things that can be worked on. Um, there's definitely a player in there, obviously, um, because I think that Spain obviously see it. And I, I think back in Spain, he's got a lot of admirers. And obviously he's been on loan. I think it was Seville that he went on loan to and he had admirers there and obviously the team that he came from. So... Again, as you alluded to, it was very much like like watching you play FIFA. All the you know the little tricks, the flicks, get into the box, shooting opportunity, and absolutely shit your pants. Uh, and that's that's what that's what we've seen with Brian Hill today. But look, I think there's a player in there. Um, but alluding back to what his main criticism is, I do think he needs to he needs to bulk up a little bit. You know, I'm not talking about you know get absolutely hench, but I think he needs to just bulk up a little bit to be able to hold players off. Because um, I think that's that's the main criticism of the minute, and obviously his final product. But I, I have confidence that Ange can work on that. Yeah, definitely, mate. Definitely. Um, let's go have a quick round the houses. Um, we'll start with Callum. I want to talk really quickly before we move on to uh, the Man City game. I want to talk about Jermaine Defoe because it's come out this week. You know, with all the things going on with City, Chelsea, where's the come out this week that Spurs may be having some issues when it comes to a transfer that was done. Did, it, did I read 2007? Was that right? 2008. Years ago. 2008. Yeah, 2008. And they right. wanted to talk about what happened then when we used an unlicensed um, agent. agent. Oh. oh, well, this is why I fucking hate the times. They are... <laughs> A tabloid I do not like, but they've been doing an investigation for the last two bloody years into this. And when you think about it, like it was reviewed back then and it got thrown out. And now this coming up and there's been talk of Redknapp involved, Levy involved, Defoe involved, all of that stuff. Johnny no, I'm sure we can relegate Arsenal for something else one way or another. <laughs> but all of all of this stuff, it if they do us for one thing, I mean, the only reason I can see this being such a pain in the backside is that 
it's taking so long to get City and Chelsea done for it because they've got 50,000 charges against them. They've got to have a, a lawyer check each individual one. We're going to get one against us. And uh, there's so much that you can read into it. And it, a lot of it's going to be tabloid talk. A lot of it's going to be media. And until there's an official charge that is bought, then we're not going to know what's going to happen. But if if we do get done for it, then a lot of other teams are going to be found out within the next year, year and a half, I think. And we won't be the only ones to suffer. Let's put it that way. Yeah, definitely. And I, and I think, um, I'll, I'll be really brief. I, I said this to Winnie the other day. I think that um, if Spurs get punished in any way, like Everton got punished for one issue, then I would hate to think of the punishment that's, that City should, and I will use that word, should get for their 100-plus um, cases. But, you know, we move on. Winnie, what, they, what, they're going to end up in the Irish North League, mate. They're going to end up in the Irish... Your quick, quick thoughts on it, Winnie. Um, oh, I just think it's it's just, it's just stupid. Like, if it was... If there was... We're talking about, obviously, things in the past, and it's so, so far in the past... That it, it, it's it's borderline like ridiculous. If we're going to start doing that, we've got to traipse up records from, you know, let's investigate everyone. Do you know what I mean? Let's literally just investigate every team. And I'm sure you will find something from 15, you know, if you span back 15 years, you'll find something for every club that they could have done or they should have done differently or they've done, you know, that may, that may you know, there, there could be something that, that may have been um, legal then, but it's illegal now. They do them, do them as well. I think it's stupid. Um, you know, obviously it's 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 different to the, you know, the, the things that Everton are being punished for and Man City are potentially going to be punished for in the future. I just think it's bullshit. Um, and do you know what? Fuck it, just relegate us. At least we'll have some fun in the championship. Do you know what I mean? I don't care. Win some games, yeah. Yeah, let's change it up a little bit. Uh, Johnny said that was a good watch that FIFA stream. I'm also stressed if I play with other people. That's why I never do, Winnie. <laughs> Yeah, try playing with Luke, mate. It's fucking impossible. <laughs> Individually, let's see who's the better player, shall we? Uh, but anyway. That's, that's Are you calling me out? Oh, that's a little Is dig that. Doing? Right, okay. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm putting it out here now. Um, we are going to have a game, 1v1. Um, yes. we, will both, we will both be Tottenham, to make it fair. Uh, and we will stream it on Park Lane Podcast. We don't know when, but we'll do it in the near future because you have called me out. And you know what? I am going to How confident are you. you feeling, Winnie? How much were you beating by? Mate, this bloke doesn't shoot. He never shoots. So <laughs> all I've got to do is score and I've won. It's as simple as that. Fair enough. You know, I'll leave my talking on the uh, on the imaginary football pitch. Um, but anyway, H, uh, really quickly, yeah. what, what's your thoughts on this? Uh... Absolutely ridiculous. And I hate to use the word corrupt. And it'll probably be clipped somewhere, but it is borderline corruption. It's happened before my lifetime. I'm nearly 15 years old now. That is ridiculous. Like, I can't remember who said it, Callum or Winnie. You know, I think it's Callum. You know, we go over everything. I'm sure we find something dodgy that every single club It's ridiculous. Man, focus on Manchester City with over 100 charges. Focus on Chelsea. FFP, since Roman Abramovich, they should be... And I understand that it takes longer, but Premier League should be all out on that. I think Everton's punishment is unjust. I think potentially if we get anything from it, that'll be unjust as well. So, 
it always seems like the Premier League are looking to punish, same with the financial fair play rules, to punish the small clubs and benefit the big clubs. And that is not the way it should work. The advantage should be, or it should be fair, or the advantage with a smaller team who have the financial difficulties. You don't, you, you, the punishment for Everton is just unjust. It's just ridiculous. It's way over the top. A fine at best, not a points deduction. If we're going down that route, then City should be relegated. It's as simple as that. So poor from the Premier League, but it's at the standard now. They should be absolutely getting on with it. Otherwise, I'll be on their back before you know it. So, get on with it. I think you're right. I think it's a really dangerous precedent with Everton's punishment. Um, and I think, you know... I think, they, I, think if, bottled it. I, think, I, I think they bottled it. I think, Personally. you know, even... You know, I know. I, well, I think they pr- potentially did it right, but they have to continue that. And if, you know... Which they, if they it, won't, though. They won't. They, they, it has to, I, I said this to Winnie, didn't I, Winnie, the other day? I think it has to be a minimum of 60-point deduction. Like, that's like a minimum. It'd be a yeah. fine. It'd be, yeah. It'd be a £50,000 fine, which City would probably negotiate to half that. That doesn't mean anything to them. We've got that exactly. in their back pocket. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but Guardiola carries that round with him on match day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's... That's what he said to Nunes yesterday. Look, I've got 50k. What you got? <laughs> okay. um, right. So, Winnie, let's talk about Thursday night because this week it's going to be on Thursday. But Correct. Thursday night, we're going to be streaming oh, okay. and uh, of FIFA. And yep. we are working. I don't know if it'll be this week, but at some point we are working to have some. Oh, got it. I just stuttered for ages then. Um, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh my god, I think I've broken. Someone needs to like reset me. Um, like, yeah, I think we're I'm working. I'm pressing your reset button. Your reset button. So I don't know where it is. Exactly. <laughs> some this is getting of... too dark for my liking. Anyway, we're working <laughs> on some form of camera. So like one of us will have a camera on during the stream. Um, so yeah. we're working on that. Uh, maybe not this week, but at some point. We will have that sorted. Uh, but tell us about what's coming up this week. Yeah, obviously, episode two of um, Valise Navidad. Um, episode one was, for, you know, for, for a start, it wasn't too bad. Um, you know, there was no, in terms of, you know, the system itself, there was no bugs or anything. And I think everything ran smoothly because everyone was commenting and all the regulars were there. Oh, so the first stream didn't go live. Apart from the first stream, yeah. So we did it and we were like, what's going on here? I was I was talking away, I was doing my business and then you just popped up and went, uh, we're not live. And I was like, great, yeah, cool. I've just said all that stuff for no reason. <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, bugs aside, that little bug, it, it worked well. And, you know, I think it, it could be it could be a, a, a good little addition to, to Parkland Pod. Obviously, we're going to try and get it on a regular a regular day. Obviously, it was, it's been a bit skewed the last two weeks, but if we can find a regular slot, that we can both do, we'll, we'll, we'll aim for that. But yeah, so Thursday next week, um, episode two, and like you say, it got some positive reception. People like Barney and Jay were in there, uh, Johnny obviously as well. So thank you for coming <laughs> along, and make sure you come along on, make sure you come along on uh, on Thursday as well. Yes, yeah, so I'm the, I'm banned this Thursday. <laughs> I I'm not allowed back. I was too mean to Luke. <laughs> uh, that's Thursday, eight thirty p.m. Um, and just to kind of round up what happened. So if you weren't watching, um, we're obviously starting in Division Five in uh, co-op seasons. We have already been promoted to Division Four, but Johnny was pretty much the only one watching at that point. We managed to bottle winning the league twice. So yep. come and see if we can win the title. We've got still got four games left to win the exactly. title. 
Don't do it. Yeah, so so Thursday will be our first game. We'll win the title. You've heard it here first. Um, and then Johnny said, yeah, Spurs looks the same as Real Madrid, except when they play Arsenal. Um, but yeah, we won't talk about that one either. But yeah, join us. And uh, and there's a little tweak to it. Um, you know, like we bring on random players if Valise doesn't score and things like that. So yeah. we had uh, Eric Dyer and Emerson Royale pl- uh, and Saar playing uh, striker. So that was quite good. Oh, for um, goodness sake. And Jay said, <laughs> uh, look forward to it. I'll be half an hour early to write something like that. <laughs> Why uh, change a habit of a lifetime, Jay? Yeah. Actually, Jay, you can't because it won't go live until we pick the buttons. No. So you'll have to be on time. Uh, but yeah, 8.30. So uh, make sure you join us. Right. Let's talk Manchester City. Yay. Yeah. Callum, with that shake of the head, my friend, I'm coming straight to you first. Tell oh, me what you're thinking bollocks. about um, <laughs> Man City next Sunday at the Etihad. Um, if we go, if we play like we did today, I reckon we will not be having a happy talk next Sunday. Let's put it that way. Um, yeah, it it concerns me. I mean, even when City have played crap the last couple of weeks, somehow they're still managing to knock out wins, and it shows or even a draw like against um, Liverpool yesterday. So I'm really concerned someone like Doku up against Poro is going to get skinned alive, to be honest. And then when you've got Royale and Davis, if it does go the same at centre-back against Haaland, yeah, it really concerns me because the only player we should have back next weekend, I believe, is Basuma. That's about it. So I... I don't feel confident at all, mate. If we do get something, then happy days. But a draw at most, I think Etihad, even though we always say we win against them, it's usually our place. Etihad, we have suffered some big, big losses. Like, what was it, 2-0 up last season and we lost 4-2 in the end as well. So I, I don't feel happy about how close it is, to be honest, mate. I reckon four losses in a row. Yeah, it looks um, looks like a lot of people are saying that a draw uh, would be a hell of a result. Winnie, how are you feeling about the prospect of Ben Davis and uh, Emerson Royale marking out in Harland? I think, <clears throat> look, we're gonna. I think I may contradict, you know, what we've all, you know, what we've all expressed on this podcast today, and I think we probably do need to bring Eric Dyer back in for that game. Just to just to try and keep tabs on Erling Haaland aerially, because we know. Yeah, but look, we've seen we've seen it today. They couldn't even they couldn't even keep hold of Paul Torres. Um, so yeah, I think I, I, it depends what what angle you want to go at. Do you know? Actually, do you know what? I'll I'll, I'll say something quite bold here. Um, I genuinely thought we were fantastic today. I really do. Um, I think that was one of our best performances so far yeah. this season. Um, we, we, we kept um, an Aston Villa side who everyone are absolutely, pardon my French, wanking over this season. Yeah, do you know what? They're, they're, they're literally, everyone, is, the Villa are getting so many plaudits this season and rightfully so because they're, they're having a good season. <clears throat> 
but we've kept them quiet today and we we have absolutely battered them. You've got to look at, you've only got to look as far as the stats, the possession. Yeah, we were the home side, but still we absolutely battered them. So do you know what? Let's keep the same team. Obviously, Basuma's available. Let's put Basuma back in. I'm assuming for Bentoncourt, because Bentoncourt is probably not going to be available. We're still yet to find out the the extent of that injury. But let's put let's put Basuma straight swap for Bentoncourt and keep the exact same team. Because I think it worked well today. The high line, okay, it, it, it may not work so well against, as, as H said, um, Doku, and we've talked about Haaland and whatever, whatever amazing player they can put in the mix. But let's just keep the same team and, and hopefully play the same as we did. And look, we may, as long, do you know what? As long as we don't get battered, I'll be happy. For me, City is, is, is one of those games. It's just a free hit. You just take what you get and hopefully you don't get battered. And if you can sneak something out of it, that's fantastic. So I think that's how I'm seeing. I've, I'm in my in my head. I'm already, you know, resigned to the fact that we we've lost four on the spin. Um, but I could I could be wrong. But I'd play the same team. Fuck it. Yeah, we don't really have much of a choice to be quite honest with you. Um, that is true. You know, we've got to, we've got to deal with the hands that we're or the cards that we're given, right? But um, H, do you kind of resonate with that? Because for me, like, there's. And I and I don't I don't want this to be a thing, right? Because everyone's like, oh, you're too positive, you're too positive. But I genuinely think, like, whenever we play City, like I'm looking back to Champions League nights. I'm looking back to uh, a couple of yeah. seasons ago when we beat them at the Etihad and uh, came from you know conceding quite late on to win the game. And uh, I think that we can get a draw. I think we can get a draw 100% without showing my cards too early on my score prediction. But I think we can. Uh, um, I, I can't agree with you. You can, what, no, no, I don't. I, I look at the positives today, and I was one of the first ones to go. Do you know what? We're on the right road. It's not what we wanted, but let's not overreact. City, I don't. I'm, you know, trying, trying to. There's no positive for it. Like when you, <laughs> it's, it's four losses. No, I, I don't think Johnny's you know crazy because we will play a high line in that game up against Doku, Grealish, Haaland. We could be eaten alive. Uh, I'm not going to give my score prediction yet, but for me, it's damage limitation. It's can we keep our, our goal difference as a positive? And for me, the aim from now until January is to keep ourselves in and around that top six, seven, so we can go again and have a really strong second half of the season. Because I think we can still get sitting here right now, get top four, top five. If the recruitment is right in January and you know the hand is dipped into the po- pocket, but also money is spent accordingly, and you know, you know, really clever recruitment, which we've seen in recent years, to be fair, um, then we can believe we push on and we get the players back. So I'm not really concerned where we are now. But yeah, four losses in a row. Let's focus on the next game, which is, what, West Ham at home? Yeah. Oh, no, yes, I know from everyone. If we win against City, we should do a sing-along next week of I'm loving Big Ange instead. If we, draw, if we draw to City, I'll be singing. Draw. Then, yeah. I'll do it naked. That's my promise. What are you drinking today, Winnie? Because I'm slightly concerned. It's just Coca Cola, mate. Oh, is it? Yeah, with, with a, a shit of vodka in it. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it, doesn't it? But uh, you know, Winnie will keep his clothes on. But um, yeah, we'll we'll do a little sing along if that's the case. Maybe we'll maybe we'll open with it like a Christmas carol. If we draw, I'll be singing. So, bring well, on. Fair enough. Um, do you know what? Fuck it. I'm not going to bore you all with a lot of Man City chat. Let's get straight into the score predictions. Harry Scarf, what are you going for? I hate to be negative. I'm going to go with 5-1 City. I think it really will be damage limitation. And that's being kind, I think. 
Uh, Big Dave has gone for 2 0 City. Okay. Uh, I will go oh. next. 2 2. 2 2. Two, two. Where are we going to get two goals from, Luke? Uh, Human Son loves a goal against Man City. If he can stay on side. If he can stay on bloody side. Yeah, I, th- I do think Son will score. I think some, I think we'll go 5 0 down and Son will get a consolation. A bit like Newcastle last year. Uh, Johnny said that he'll also sing along if we win. Um, Barney's gone 3 1 City. Uh, Winnie? Oh, is that what you're going for? Yeah. Me and Barney, great minds think alike. 3 1 City. And Thomas as well, yeah. Callum. I was going to go 3 1, so I'll go 4 1 City. Can't have the same. Are you not, man? Jesus. Well, I was saying 6 1 all week, but I've got. Try to bring down to five. Conservative, Harry. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it took a while for me to convince myself. Oh my God, he's wrecking the gaff. Oh. Are you, are oh, you man, sure you ain't been drinking? Harry Kane's just come back to bite me. Look, <laughs> he's not. He's you not happy to calm down. Me. You do. Jesus Christ! I know we lost. Oh, you say that? Out. My Kane picture fell down on me the other day. Actually, oh, <laughs> I know. It's ghost story. Second fell down in my house today. To be honest, I was saying we needed a bloody striker today. If we'd yeah, have put it's... them chances away, what, 4 5 1, we should have beaten yeah. Villa? By half time, I think, uh, Callum, we could have been yeah. 3 or 1. Yeah. Uh, it, <sighs> I, I hate to agree with Johnny, but yeah, playing Son as an up front is too much pressure on him. He's Doesn't not. He's stronger. Uh, who, who, who else do we put there? No, that's the thing. We are genuinely lacking now. I I was singing Johnson's praise during the summer, but even him, even he's not got enough end product no, to him. Yeah. I know he's young, but are you, joking? Are you boys smoking something that I'm not? Because no, I, I thought Johnson was today. I actually I thought Johnson was probably the worst player on the pitch today. I think that Son. The only problem with Son is he gets frustrated, and when he gets frustrated and the ball comes to him, you know, kind of late on in games, that's when he tends to flop himself a little bit. At the start of games, when he's on fire, he's uh, he's good. I he think can't do it on his own though. Like, he can't do it on his own against eleven world class Manchester City players. Can I also just say as well, um, it had been mentioned a few times on here. I'm not sure if any of you guys said it, but I know it was said in the comments about um, Kulisevsky in the number 10 role. Hold my hands yeah. up. I'm completely wrong. He can 100% play mm. there. He yeah. was fucking incredible today in that he, role. He was better than on the wing because he slows the counter attack yeah. down on the wing. Massively, so I, I, I'm, I'm going to hold my hands up and say that because I was one of the people that said, "Look, I don't think I genuinely don't think he can play there." Um, but 100, he for me, we need to put Kulusevski and keep him in that in that number ten role. 100. Out of the front four, he was the only one who did anything today. The other yeah. three, Hill was okay, did but and started that coif turn bollocks and all the fancy yeah. shit. Son just got frustrated, and Johnson. I mean, there was must have been three or four chances where he just had to tap in today, and I mean, he's got a lot of pace, but he looked like he was stuck in mud, bloody mud, and all that. He. They was all shit. Simple as that. Yeah. Our front line were awful today. And our midfield were only good until Bentoncourt <laughs> went off. And then... Uh, I'll, always, I'll always admit when I'm wrong, and I was wrong about Kulisevsky, we can 100% play in there. And I think he should do while, um, you know, Madison's absent. 
But I also want to say a special mention as well to Lacelso because I thought he was he was brilliant today as well. I know well, obviously. Yeah, really, really, what would your midfield three look like against City? Um, I'd, I'd play. I'd play. The, I'd, I'd play the same, but I'd, I'd obviously replace Bentoncourt um, unless he makes a miraculous recovery. Um, if 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 Bentoncourt's okay, I'd play the same three. Um, if if he isn't, which it probably doesn't look like he's going to be, Basuma for Bentoncourt straight swap and keep the midfield three as it is. Well, that's that's the thing. I mean, if Basuma's if Ben is out and Basuma's fit, Basuma can play the more deeper role and it would then give Lacelso license to do it. Because I mean, remember yeah. he scored a, a, his first Premier. I mean, this is only what his second Premier League goal today. <laughs> he scored his first against City, yeah. and that's with a late run into the box. So also, fuck it, why not give him a chance? On the back, yeah, and that's on the back of a good performance for Argentina as well. Mm. Yeah. My midfield three would probably be Hoiberg, Basuma, and Kulisevsky in that number ten role because I think you have to be more conservative. Oh, maybe. I don't, so you I mean, mean, I mean negative? Negative. I think we should double up as well on, on both fullbacks. Let me play two two banks a bit like what Conte done because City potentially again we talk about that overlaps. But I'm 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 have my defensive mindset on. That's yeah. just the way I play. You, you football manager, FIFA, I, I play as defensive as I get possible. it. I get it. I agree with it. We probably do need to be a bit more conservative because Man City are... And are, are we play with a high line and we'd be, we'd be punished. I felt like uh, Lo Celso could do that today. I felt like that's what he was He was doing. He was playing slightly. Lo Celso was okay today. He had a good first half and it's good to see. I could, hopefully I, I'm wrong about it. Still don't if think I'm, you can cut it for this league, but you look good. <laughs> if I'm honest, I think the way we are at the minute, and you know the way we are, literally decapitated with injuries. I think we need to fight fire with fire, um, and I think we we genuinely need to just we need to just attack. Yeah. Uh, the, the, no, we, no, 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 no. Yeah. We do, we do, because if we sit, this is this thing is if we sit back and sit back and sit back, yeah, we'll, no, we'll, we'll probably hold City. Yeah, okay. we'll hold City for maybe. Even if it's nil-nil at half time, we'll hold them and then they'll get their goal about the 55th minute and then the floodgates will just open. And we probably will probably be 60 minutes in without having a shot on target. And then we'll be talking about it on the pod going, Oh, okay, well, it took us 70 minutes to have a shot on target. Whereas if we, going, that's right. we, we kept ourselves in the game, and that's why perhaps like in games like this, you leave your best players, especially but attacking it, players, on the bench to come happen. Under Costa Cogli, it will never happen. He would rather no. die on his sword. But, I, I, I respect that, but also yeah. what's most important is you come away with the points. And if he isn't willing to budge, it's going to cost him. Well, we said that last time, and look what Wolves did. Literally, yeah, what that's, that's, we that's had one mean. shot up until the 70th minute. Yes, it resulted in a goal, and then we got twatted with two uh, stoppage time goals because of dire ball watching. I know we've already gone over that, but I appreciate what H is saying. And I think it could work, but we've got to actually have something about us where if we do play defensively, we got to then be quick against That's City, cool. yeah. keep the press up and all that. We can't yeah, just yeah. sit back and let them come on to us because, no. you know, we'll go, we'll make one pass, which will go wayward like today where Watkins nearly scored and, and you'll, we'll just capitulate at the back. It'd be ridiculous. They're most vulnerable when they're being under pressure. Mm. Believe me when I say this. You know that's how Liverpool play against them. Yeah, that's how uh, we should play against them. They're more vulnerable when you attack. Yeah, you got to go against them. Simple as that. You can't. You got. To, you can't sit back completely, but you've got to be time it right. And one of them ones will be if you do time it right. 
And if we get like a long ball over the top, we've got to then time the run that if we're going to get in behind that city defence, we've got to stay on side as well. Because if not, they'll just play such a high line where we'll have four goals in the net and they'll all be offside again. And we'll just be going, what the, the hell is, have we though, wasted spent, our time for? We've spent the last yeah. two or three pods, you know, proclaiming how vulnerable we are defensively. And now, well, you know, obviously we're talking about maybe potentially sitting back at the Etihad trying to soak up pressure. No, I, I respect what you're saying, doing. but at the same time, if we play a high line, I think City get into double figures. Haaland scores four goals easily. So I know what you mean in terms of pressure defensively, but we have to play yeah. deeper. Like, I think today that's what our undoing and City are quick. Doku is already in Poro alive. He'd be probably substituted at halftime. So I, I, I dread, I cannot... Yeah, who, who's maybe, going to, maybe, if he gets subbed, who's going right back? Dyer is Dyer <laughs> going right back? <laughs> oh, god, and Emerson will be moved. And I thought Dyer would have been brought on. Oh, that's even know. worse. Let's recap on our on our score prediction for everyone. So, uh, Dave has gone 2 0 City, Harry's gone 5 1 City, Winnie's gone 3 1 City, Callum's gone 4 1 City, and Luke, myself. Has gone for a two-two draw. Um, <laughs> sometimes you've got to be bold to uh, to make it happen. But uh, just to keep bold. everyone updated with, yes, good good spot. Uh, <laughs> little shout out to my friend up there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, in this week's score predictions, um, nobody got any points. Um, I was close. Like yeah. I was close if VAR was was being kind. Son's, yeah. One of Son's goals could have stood. So uh, no one got any points. So this is what happens to the score predictor table. I'm still top 14, 12, 9, 8 and 8. Callum at the bottom. Um, Harry right. third place at the moment. But there was a little bit of action going on in our FPL league. Um, so I oh, will God. bring up the table now. I'm just going to see if it's been updated. Um, let's have a look here. I've had an absolute stinker this week. I've made some changes. Yeah. I brought in, um, I brought in DRB. And oh, I think in... DRB. Yeah. See, I brought him next in. week. I brought Doku in for DRB because I think Doku's going to have an excellent game for a start. I've already got Doku in there. Thank you. Saturday today, forty points. No, forty-one points. But only ten points today. No, yeah, I had an absolute stinker. And yeah, I had yeah, six yeah. plays in there today as well. That's what's frustrating. Matty Cash yeah. got zero. Which I'm glad. Dave, you know, Dave is now top of the league on 777 points. Brainy, oh, wow. Brainy Ball is in second with 766. So Dave has now Ooh. an 11-point lead over Brainy Paul. Luke Story in third. Um, and then we'll go to the rest of the hosts. So Jack oh. Johnson, funnily enough, has fallen all the way down to seventh. But Winnie is in eighth with 734. I'm in ninth with 724. So 10 points behind. I'm, I'm holding on to 12th. Yeah, Harry's in 12th. 653. Come on. So that's uh, like 71 point difference between me and yes, Harry. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and then Callum is no longer last on 641. So. So you're not far off. Like, but I didn't have a better week, apparently. You had a bit of a poor yeah. week. You only 35, yeah. and Harry got 51. Um, so you're a bit of catching up to do, but you are nearly 20 points ahead of 
last place. So uh, can I just say, out. Dave? Dave's got Saka in his team and as captain. Oh, the we need to kick him horrible off. Horrible git. We need to kick him off. Unbelievable traitor. To be fair, right? To be fair, I've got Saka Saliba. I can't say anything. I've got Saka in my lineup, and he's captain next week. Boys, so what are you so. doing? Come on. There we go. Uh, all about the points, baby. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, you've got to so be nasty that's... to win this game. Dave's playing yeah. nasty and he's top, so there you go. Exactly. But, um, Harry, you're slowly dropping down the FPL. You need to... Yes, yes, I know. I you're hate making too many subs, man. Well, yes. I've already done my free transfer and I'll tinker with it. It keeps me up at night. It drives me absolutely bonkers. I end up making it worse. Well, you spend about 20 points a week on no, no, I know that. <laughs> yes, I know. But it doesn't make that much of a difference. I only probably spent 200 on transfers. <laughs> no, I'm something else I brought in. I brought in um, Palmer as well. But that was a silly choice. But the annoying thing is, I got 24 points on my bench this week. That's probably more than the whole back line. <laughs> Such is the life of a fear. I hate it. And uh, Johnny said uh, <laughs> I got an assist, so uh, yes, yeah, yes. points there. Anyway, let's kind of wrap this up. So um, we will be back on next Sunday to discuss the result of that City game. Um, depending on the result, will depend on who actually decides to turn up. But I will definitely be here. No, I'm a, I'm a, I can make it. Yeah, catch us on Thursday night. At 8.30 for the link. Stay tuned. Make sure you get the notification bell on, on Twitter and also on YouTube so you know when that link comes out because it doesn't come out until we are live. So the moment that we are live, we'll post it on all social media. Why is that? Huh? Why is that? Oh, because of the way we do it. Oh, okay. We're, we're pretty much computer illiterates. So we can only do it through the PlayStation. <laughs> oh, okay, right. I see. Okay. So it's easier to just go live and post a link anyway. Yeah, no, so, um, you know, make sure you catch us for that um, show. We will be the first people to ever win a trophy with Spurs. And uh, <laughs> you know, I've done it on Football Manager. Come on. I told you that last I've week. I've done it on FIFA. I won the Champions League. <laughs> so. um, anyway, uh, you might, yeah, you might see Hugo Lloris playing up front. But I uh, just want to go around the houses and thank everybody for... Um, <laughs> For being on today so harry thank you for coming on after your big day yeah thank you very much uh, for having me hopefully we'll be back here discussing well no let's forget that two weeks time hopefully coming back and discussing the win <laughs> uh, if you want to follow me you can there uh, harry scarf 22 football content creator and youtuber if you want to check my channel out scarfy spurs will do it i'm currently learning spanish because the aim is long term to um reach out to fans all along along the world and transfer an individual channel and TikTok page in Spanish, which is, I think, quite exciting. But that's the long term, two, three years time. So Impressive. that's long term aim. Thank you. And if you want to check out my weekly live show, because I'm back hosting my own show, very handy, isn't it? Of course. Um, tomorrow, 8 p.m., uh, Canon's one of the guests on there, along with Josh Hughes from the Male Sport, and two other wonderful guests making their debut as well. Um, so tune in and don't forget, obviously, to like and subscribe uh, to the podcast. I'll be back next Sunday and hopefully we can have Dave soon as well. That'd be nice. <laughs> Perfect. I miss my debate. I miss my debate, Dave. It has to be said. <laughs> Oh, thanks for having me on again, mate. Yeah, it's. I wish I didn't have to relive it again tomorrow night, but I will try and be more happy and all that. To be honest, it's. I will try and be more positive for H's show than I have been tonight. 
Um, so yeah, as always, Callum Stubbs ninety seven on Twitter, and hopefully next weekend we'll be discussing something more positive. If not, two weeks time or uh, maybe at Christmas. <laughs> exactly. Actually, I want to talk about Christmas really quickly. Really next week. Um, is that I'm looking at organising a Christmas Spurs quiz. So watch out for that on socials. There'll be a little bit of a fun quiz. Everybody will have some kind of Christmas outfit on. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll see if we can schedule that before Christmas, but I also have a lot on. So let's see if we can it's, do it. Uh, it's, it's one of the uh, questions, uh, what's the name of the unlicensed agent that's in the 2008 case for Spurs? <laughs> Uh, don't know. I'll find out what the questions are, and then I'll let you know. Um, anyway, Winnie, how can everyone find you? Yeah, Winnie nineteen ninety one on Twitter, and obviously uh, Parkline Pod uh, Twitter admin. Um, as Thomas rightly mentioned, there, you know, I was quite late with my Monday um, controversial tweet, but you know, stick around tomorrow. Keep your eyes peeled for tomorrow's um, Monday night con- or Monday day controversial tweet, and I've got a feeling that it might be Matty Cash related. Just a little spoiler alert. So it wasn't today's tweet wasn't the controversial tweet then about Matty Cash? No, no, I'll find I'll find something even worse to tweet, mate. Don't you worry. Fair enough. I'll leave you to get us banned from Twitter. Actually, to be fair, if, I, if Andrew taken other people out on Twitter, then we can do it. <laughs> I think we're good. Yeah. Anyway, thank you all very very much for tuning in. Catch us Thursday night eight thirty as we do yep. our twenty four content. Otherwise, we'll see you next week next Sunday at 7 on YouTube. Um, if you're watching any kind of pla- uh, podcast platform, make sure you hit the five-star uh, button and leave us a review. Make sure you're listening all the way through, watching all the way through. And also towards the end of the week, we'll also have a Man City preview out for you. But until next time, I'll be, come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Uh, uh, uh,